Welcome back to Front Sight. Uh, I'm so glad that you are here, no matter if this is your first time or if you are a repeating listener. Um, today, who's in the room? We got Rodney on my left. Hello. Say hello. Jordan on my right. Hey, guys. Pastor Ron straight in front of me, our <laughs> yes, host. Yes, yes. And I'm Jacob Miller. What do we have today, Pastor Ron? Here we go. You know what? I'm looking at the numbers, and we are quickly approaching our 50th episode. Wow. Ooh, you know, I just crazy. Started, I just got to 12. Wait, what? <laughs> I just counted. Like, I just, I just, like, I got to 12. Oh, oh. that's all you've listened to? No, like I've, I've been able to count that high. Oh, uh, oh okay. So all right. you've been on 12 for a while. Yeah. But anyway, how many episodes <laughs> did we get? Um, <laughs> Rodney. <laughs> I need your help, man. <laughs> Sometimes I can segue. <laughs> I can't segue from that. Yeah, he, he was really lining that one up for you so he could go straight into the... Yeah, into yeah. the yeah. ditch. On, like, so today we're talking about math. <laughs> How to help young men learn math. Yes. That's what we're learning about today. Don't let your child skip algebra. <laughs> I honestly don't know where to go. I don't know where to go. Except in, a, in an episode where we're talking about Lost Boys, we need to save Jordan. <laughs> I need I need some help professionally. Oh my I gosh, think. this is awesome! You're in the right place, man. I I promise. We can I've, we can do math class after this. every episode. Uh, I think like maybe this is the one where being on a on a, on a podcast about being a better man. Maybe I'll be a better man. <laughs> <laughs> it never happens. <laughs> it never happens. Whenever we start YouTubing these, this one right here, oh my gosh, I'm about to cry. Like, I can't see the screen. I don't know what. What All were you right, going to say? For those of you who have children at Waterstone Academy right now, your 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 hope is found. You're in yes. luck. You're in <laughs> luck. You're Jordan blessed. will be uh, hosting class later this afternoon. Oh, is that my tomorrow? Goodness. Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow. I what? promise I'm more professional with children. No, I love it. <laughs> that, that sounds weird. <laughs> oh my All right. Let's just jump into this. No, it's good. I love it. I love it. No, honestly, I love it. I really do. So all the age ranges are represented here. And those that can only count to so high, you have found a friend. <laughs> and that's the best way I know how to segue. So, you know, here's what I'm feeling. I don't know. We're going to find out. Uh, I think as we're approaching 50th, I'm excited about that. I want to start thinking, what are we going to do when we hit our 100th episode? Ooh. That's yeah. a one. Paris Island. You want to do? Yeah. Some, Paris Ooh. Oh, what? I love Paris. I love to see these two guys do the obstacle. <laughs> I wish they would let us do that. We, could, could, we could do it. Like really? I've always, people, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to go to Paris. I, oh man, <laughs> no, not okay. that way. All right, you're gonna be shocked when you don't see the Eiffel Tower. But yes, yeah. hey, um, Jacob, start pausing his mic. <laughs> just kidding. He's just gonna mute me. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, mute. Is That's Paris what I was Island looking for. Like the... All right, this is gonna sound bad, but I just don't have the verbiage. Is it just like a big obstacle course? Once again, Rodney, I'm looking at you. <laughs> It's just where they train United States Marines, but 
Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got you. Oh, yeah, wait. I got you. But it's, it's like I've seen like videos of it right down the street beside rebounders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know, Rodney. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I thought. Okay, <laughs> that'll be fun. Oh, you know, yeah. maybe this there's is Seven Eleven on the corner. Yeah, that's why you my know glasses are fogging up. Okay, <laughs> this title is so apropos for today: winning. <laughs> The hearts and minds of our boys. Mm. Right? That's good. All right. Jordan, you with us? I'm with you. Okay, I'm with here you. we go. I love it. I love it. But no, that is a good idea. Anyway, 100th episode's coming up, 50th. Here's what I'm thinking. Uh, I think we're going to wrap up this um, Lost Boys, at least for now. We spent a number of time. Um, because I do want to turn my attention to daughters. Mm. Now, as a reminder, why I intentionally spent so much time just on boys, because it is a noted global issue. Yeah. Like I every, when I when I first googled that, it was around the world. People who were not believers in Christ were saying, "Hey, we've got a problem here. We've mm-hmm. got a problem here." I mean, everybody was sounding yeah. the alarm. The red flags are going up the pole. And so that's why I dove into that. Doesn't mean I won't come back to this. I think we are going to have to continually come back um to this issue. But I immediately just had to get in some information to like stop the bleeding, if you will. Yeah. And then I want to continue to offer not just stopping the bleeding, but I want to offer remedies. I want to offer how to get out in front of it, ahead of it, so forth. But I want to start uh, turning the corner and handling um, our daughters. Also, coming up soon, not sure exactly which episode, we are going to hear from our some of our Waterstone dads, our Waterstone Academy dads. Nice. Yeah. I think that's vital. So obviously, if you guys didn't know that, Obviously, Rodney is in the Waterstone Academy. His um, wife, Brandy, um, is one of our teachers, and his kids uh, come here and do their work and homeschool and support and so forth. Um, as you heard earlier— Kellen's actually a student. Yeah, Kellen's yeah. a student. That's right. They're yeah. in the academy. <clears throat> and Jordan is one of our teachers here. Now, you you teach on—is it just Wednesdays? Or, yes. So yeah. they, they meet twice a week on okay. Mondays and Wednesdays. Mm-hmm. And on Mondays, they have— music class or like music arts i don't know exactly what it's called but okay. and then they have my art class on wednesdays as nice. an elective. yeah electives as an elective so yeah and you know wednesdays are busy days for you because sometimes that falls on yeah um is this coming when or, or it falls on when it's like you teach school yeah. and then you go from school right to waterstone the kids arts worship yeah. arts yeah and you play a role in that yeah and then you go right to students so yes. wednesdays are like bam 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 but yep. they're gonna be mozart by the end of the semester for sure nice yes they are <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right so anyway that's that's a look at where we're headed um on that so I'm, i cannot wait for you guys to hear from um our waterstone academy dads two of them um, but of course, Rodney will be in here, and, and Jordan being in the uh, faculty will be able to speak to that as well. I'm excited about that. But all right, let's wrap this up. Winning the hearts and minds of our boys. This is sort of a a high level encapsulated um, thought process of things that are must. Like if you if you practice these things, this is one of the ways to either a stop the bleeding, um, b stay out in front of it. But I, I don't even want to put a c on it because that sounds like it's third. But just to be a dad, like, what does it mean to be a dad to a son? And I've caught, obviously, you can do this and should do these things with your daughters. But how can you win the hearts and minds of your boys? I want to give you ten things really quickly and rattle them off. Number one, okay, you should say I love you to your son. Okay, mm-hmm. but let me let me say it this way: you have to learn how to how to give the why mm-hmm. I love oh, yeah. you. Yeah, that's important. All right, I've said it before in sermon series. I could go through my house. 
And I always said, um, I love you in the same inflection and same tone to my girls. I'd always say, love you. And they would, you know, no matter what age they were, they would shout out. I mean, I could still hear the little voices, you know, back, love you, dad. Still hear that. But I, I kind of uh, played around with it after I went to a seminar one time, and the dad challenged me on, don't just say I love you, like pause and spend time, look them in the eyes. And he said, you probably could go in your house. This is what he said. You probably could go in your house and with the same inflection and same tone. He said, you could say brown squirrel, mm. and they would just retort, I love you. Yeah. And I <laughs> yeah. thought, nah. Now my girls, I got a better house than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so sure enough, I went home and I went, brown squirrel. And they went, love you, dad. And I went, dang. Yeah. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> he was right. Oh, my gosh. You know, because they hear that you, we get so used to just more hearing the tone and the inflection yeah. than yeah. we and do. it's not the, a bad reminder to say that you love somebody, but it's just, it's right. just lacking that intentionality of the extra step. Exactly. Well said. Mm. So what do, I, what do I mean when I say give the why? Well, when, when you say I love you, you need to supplement it with why I love you. Like, son, I love you so much because this is what I see in you. I love you so much because you're special by design. I love you so much when... when the, now, you're not necessarily attaching it because they do stuff. You're trying to remind them of three things, okay? Mm. So the, the reason why you give a why to it is, one, it develops character. Yeah. Like, son, I love you so much because I'm seeing a strong, courageous young man that is developing. Uh, this hit me the other day. Rayleigh was talking to Benjamin, and he he began to do something that was new to him. And Rayleigh said these words. She says, oh, wow, you're now exhibiting courage on the outside that I knew was on the inside. Mm. Wow. And I, yeah. Exactly. And I, and I heard that, and I was like, what? Benjamin's going to be a philosopher when you go. <laughs> I thought that was perfect. He he may not fully understand that, but he understands that. Yeah, like he yeah. that resonated. So why do you say the why? Well, it develops character. Um, it's it's an establishment of trust. Yeah. So when you attach the reason why you love them, there's a bond that forms. Mm -hmm. um, I love you because you're mine. Mm -hmm. I love you because I get to protect you. Mm. I love you because I'm watching you become what I prayed for you to become. Mm. It, it feels more like a choice rather than an obligation. Oh, wow. That's really good. Yeah. Rodney's a philosopher. No, <laughs> yeah, Rodney. But no that's true. Well, I yeah. was in his art class and I ran so hard from it that I started to become Mozart. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but no, that's well said. It, it's, it's more of a choice than it feels like I'm just saying it. For yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Now, to be fair, this is some, you should use these same reasons with your wife. Yeah. Oh, mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, to be totally fair, not, no, I love you, honey, out as you're running out the door. Sorry I'm late. You know, got to go. Because no, anybody's going to say that they love somebody. Come like, on. You can, like... I say that to like different people at church. I'm like, right. ah, I love you, bro. Like, see you later. But then, mm -hmm. but then, like, it takes the intentionality. Like, it shows that you're paying attention to who they're really becoming. Yes, and that you really the care point. about them. That's the point. So it's developing character. It establishes trust. Now, also, listen for boys. We don't think about this, but it helps define their um, identity and their security. Mm. Mm. So there is a critical time, and I can't wait to watch, of course, Benjamin, but other all the all the many babies we have here now. I think we've had like eleven born last year, another ten or eleven are born or two years ago this year. It's, it's, it's amazing. I can't I can't wait to see this. But here's what I mean um, when I say this: uh, as a boy, he's going to go through phases where he he needs identity and security from his dad, and he's going to need identity and security from his mom. 
And then he's going to need identity and security reiterated from both mom and dad. Yeah. Okay. There are those moments, there are those seasons, and who knows when for each child. It's different. It's not like, it's not as predictable as, you know, winter, summer, spring, fall kind of a thing. Those seasons, if you know what I mean. Um, but there's going to be times when he is going to be more attached to his dad yeah. and more times when he's attached to his mom. That's true. Mm. And so it's in that moment that giving him the why, he, he gets identity and security. Here's another one. Okay, how do you win the hearts and minds? Here's another one. There has to be a culture um, where you admit failure and you admit frustration. Mm. Yeah. All right? But now you need to provide uh, a framework that solves problems. Yeah. All right, I'll give you a recent example. Um, Jordan, I don't even know if you remember this. You probably didn't even pick up on it. Uh, but Raina and I were talking about it uh, the other day. So Jordan was helping uh, Raina and I move Raina's mom um, into uh, an assisted living yeah, space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I, I'm decent with my hands on some things, but on engineering things, I don't know why. My my brain melts down, like on just simple engineering yeah. stuff. So we were trying to put this doggone <laughs> bed together, and yeah. I'm the one that took it apart. And I'm telling myself when I'm taking it apart, remember how it came apart? <laughs> yeah. And so we're in this room, it's like 9.30 at night. Yeah. And you're in there helping me. And I was like, Jordan, I can't. Like right now, my brain, my brain's just going. Wah, 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 wah. And he was getting it. He was like, no, 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 I think it's this. And I was like, all right, I'm leaving this. I'm here. I'm your hands, but I'm leaving this bed yeah, like yeah. with you at that moment. And so, you know, I, I straight up admitted like my mind is not even thinking like, where does this handle go? Where does this rod go? Is the thing backwards? No, it was, it was actually really confusing. I was having a hard time. I was like, what's going on? And then in the on? end, Raina kind of stepped in. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But she no, kind you, of, she you, kind of fixed it for us. <laughs> yeah, she she kind of did. But on, to be fair, Raina knows this and you guys know that in, in my house, like I will admit Raina, like I will call Raina, you're the engineer. Like her whole family was engineers. All yeah. her brothers were engineers. So she has it in her blood. Yeah. Um, but my point is, you know, admit it. Admit. Let your son see that um, you've you've failed. You've yeah. made a mistake. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then admit that certain things frustrate you. Mm. Yeah. Like this frustrates me. Mm. I like trying to figure this out. But at the same time, show them how to solve problems. Yeah. Yeah, and you're also making it okay for them to make mistakes. Yes. They don't have to always be right. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, there's also um, kind of pulling apart a dangerous. So I had this I I had this epiphany one time mm. I'm having a conversation on the way home from church with Harlan and we're talking about why sometimes and you know and, mm. and, and the subject was having to ask for forgiveness and making mistakes and he turned over and he goes he goes you don't do he goes you don't ever do anything wrong like you never do any of that <laughs> you don't ever make mistakes and it hit me like that wasn't actually a compliment wow because you know, kids will kind of idolize their parents a little bit. They'll oh, lift yeah. them up mm -hmm. in the stratosphere. And then when they get to the part to where they, they're smart enough to know better and they it, it, you can crash hard yeah. once, once they realize that a mistake you made. So it's kind of like uh, telling them that you're imperfect, that you need God, that right. uh, gives them the opportunity to realize that, you know, they're not expected to be perfect. They're just mm -hmm. expected to act mm -hmm. as though they're forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. And again, one of the weaknesses we discovered early on in these podcasts, even with children through Encourage Radio and parenting, we discovered that children just do not know how right now to solve problems. Yeah. That they they lack the ability, which we know they're they're naturally born like not knowing, but meaning um, when you look at employment, 
um, employers will tell you that kids aren't aren't necessarily they don't know how to think through. Like if I tell you stock the shelf, mm-hmm. they're having a hard time going. Well, how do do the products get yeah. to the shelf? Like yeah. there's a stall in the thinking process. Mm. So recently we did a sermon series for students mm. on generations. Mm. And so it was like each sermon series was a different generation from different generations. Mm. So it was pretty cool. But one thing that we kind of like learned through that, or that I don't know, I picked up on was that there was a lot of people in like the boomer generation that were growing up with like not much direction, so much freedom. And that was really great for a lot of people. And it, and it made a lot right. of independence. But also when they're going to parent, they're like, okay, well, I don't want to do what my parents did. And so then they do the exact opposite and they offer Uh way too much. And now their kids are like super sheltered and don't know how to solve problems for themselves because their parents have just been doing everything for them. That's right. And now I think the younger kids that are now parenting from that standpoint are like, oh, I don't want to do the (laughs) what my parents did. And so it's like kind of a weird cycle. No, it does. It does swing pendulums. That is absolutely true in terms of like surplus of needs. Mm. Some parents be like, I grew up with everything. I want my kid to learn how to work for stuff. No, it it absolutely fluctuates. But have a culture that admits failure and then uh, learn how to teach them to solve problems. Here's another. Here's a hit, man. This is a good one. And, and we've we've done some podcasts on um, Encourage Radio about emotions. But here, as a dad, okay, now this may challenge you because maybe you need help with this. You need explanation of emotions to your son. Yeah. They, all of us, remember, if you've not listened to Encourage Radio, okay, remember this. Your children are born into what I call the ocean of emotion, and they are born at the bottom of that. Like God has given them every emotion they will ever need in life. Like it's in them. It's in their DNA. But does that mean they know how to handle it? Mm. No. So they're born at the bottom of that ocean. So you're like a lifeguard of emotions that helps them navigate the waters that's surrounding them. Yes. Wow. So, Dad, you're probably going to have to challenge yourself and know how to handle emotions. Mm. Somebody said it this way. If you carry it around and don't express it, you can't manage it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well said. That's interesting. Yeah. John Maxwell said it another way. Impression without expression leads to depression. Wow. So your kids are going to have impressions made in their life. They're going to have thoughts. They're going to have feelings. They're going to have problems. They're going to have frustrations. They're going to have wants, needs, desires, dreams. But they don't know what to do with it. So if if they're never taught what to do with it, then they won't know how to manage it. And are we not seeing so many kids nowadays that just don't know how to manage emotions? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, Dad... You may have to go back and learn. I can tell you right now, one one of the many benefits of being a dad of daughters is learning how to handle emotions. Because yeah. uh, my daughter, not that boys don't do this, but my daughters very well share their emotions, and then they walk me through why they felt it. And they did it as a at an early age. Yeah. I thought I knew something about emotions. I didn't know anything about emotions <laughs> until because I was like, I've never thought about it that way. I've never, I've never dissected it like that. Yeah. So maybe it's an education for you guys, but you have to teach your son like how to handle what they're feeling and how to express it, uh, not suppress it, not repress it, but how to fully healthy in a functioning way, like explain and process anxiety. We already talked about it, how to process frustration. Mm-hmm. How to process hopes and dreams, rejection. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they're going to be rejected by friends. They're going to be rejected at jobs. They're going to be rejected by girls. You know when they when they go to certain things. Maybe even they're going to feel self rejection. 
Um, and all that is key in coming to Christ, because if we don't know how to receive ourselves and forgive ourselves, then we won't know how to receive Christ and, and receive the forgiveness of Christ. Mm. Yeah. That's why it's so critical for you to, I mean, you're probably going to have to take the time to walk through emotions that you're experiencing yeah. and just say, you know what, son, here's what I went through today. Rain does highs and lows. Here's what I went through today. And this was this was discouraging. This hurt. I had to process it. I had to look at it this way. You're going to feel the same way one day. Mm. And I just want you to know you can come to me and, and talk about that. Here's another one uh, that boys need to learn. They need to learn how to make requests for help. Yeah. Okay. I guess my dad did this, you know, really well, and I didn't know it at the time. And what do we mean by that? Um, it's it's learning how to lend a hand. It's learning how to be a helper mm. um, uh, to someone. Um, my dad, you know, taught me not how to read his mind because he would say that. He was like, you can't read my mind and I can't read yours. So at a job site, it was my job to basically just bring him what he needed. And at first he taught me, he's like, here's what I'm going to need for this job. I'm going to need a five-gallon bucket. I'm going to need a chisel. I'm going to need this and this and that. I'm going to need the stone here, mortar mix here, boards here. Like he walked me through that. Then after a while, he just kind of quit telling me that. He would say mm -hmm. stuff like, now what am I missing? Mm. He would say like, all right, now that you've arrived at the job scene, what do you think we need? You're giving him like, like he was giving you like little fun, like tests. Yes. Almost. Yeah. He kind of taught me first, yeah. walked me through it. And then he was like, all right, what do you see? Mm. And yeah. it's teaching them how to think through a process that's about to happen and what might be needed. Yeah. Like so many times, maybe it's just church. I don't know. And church folks, if you're listening, I love you. I'm probably not specifically talking about you. But uh, there's so many times in church life where where so much of our staff, we're running around, like we're greeting people, we're shaking hands, we're taking down tables, we're picking up trash. And there have been times that I'm just like, I'm looking at church members, maybe not at Waterstone, okay, like I said, but I'm looking around, <laughs> I'm like, do you guys see right now that I'm literally like picking up tables and trash when I need to be meeting with a family that's over there crying? And they're literally just standing around watching me pick up trash. And I'm just like, they're like, oh, good job, Pastor Ron. You're doing a really good job. Man, and I'm he like, really does have a servant's heart. He's not heart. too good to pick up trash. <laughs> he's right. Yeah. Okay. Both Jordan and Ronnie nailed it. Man, he's doing a good job picking up trash. And he's not, he's too not, good. he's not too good to pick up trash. Yes. I wasn't saying that. You're right. And and so, but you get my point. Have you ever been doing something and somebody's just standing there holding a proverbial cup of coffee while you're working really hard? Mm -hmm. And you're like, it'd really be nice to get your help right now. Um, and so, well, some people don't know that. Yeah. And your son may not know that. You have to teach them, like, uh, say things like, I need a little help. Uh, to help them, you know, help me think through this. So, so the key here is is acting is is teaching by action. Yes, you're asking for help, so you're t you're letting them know it's okay. So this yes. is kind of the opposite of suck it up and figure it out. And exactly, exactly. Mm. Yes. Now, like, great point. There is a balance where at some point they're going to have to problem solve, right. and they may be the only one there to problem solve. Absolutely, but but that was part of the 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 test. The, exactly. the kind of yeah, I like that. You're yes. giving you were giving your dad was giving you a zero risk opportunity to learn, right? And that way you're not having to learn when you're when you can't like have yes. somebody help you make those decisions. Yes, for you, you know. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Rihanna was my little helper growing up. Um, obviously, until you know her feet were the issue, but uh, after a while, she wanted to help. Not that the other girls didn't, but she just really did. And after a while, like I, 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 I would go to do. I said, I'm going to do this project to the house. She would literally go get everything that was needed. Like I didn't even have to say anything. That's like, nice. Dang, 
that's awesome. <laughs> you know, I miss that. Rihanna, move back into the house. No, I'm just kidding. You're married. <laughs> um, right here's number. Here's a, here's a fifth one. I think we're on number five. Um, you ha- now listen. This this goes along with emotions, but it's a little different than. So, how to win the hearts and minds of your sons? I think our boys need to understand empathy a little bit more. Mm, for sure. So yeah. you have to give demonstrations of empathy. To borrow Rodney's words, this is like a, a, a course in action. Okay, now listen, please listen to what I'm about to say. Specific words are secondary to the feelings behind them. Mm. All right, let me explain that. Wow. Um, one day you hope that your son um, dates a girl. Mm. Right. And you're hoping that he is sympathetic to her needs, that he's strong enough to be a leader, like, you know, open the door for her, obviously as the dating progresses, you know, like take her by the hand um, and so forth and walk uh, slightly in front of her. If you're walking down the street, he walks on the curbside, she walks, you know, all that kind of stuff. But more than just being this maverick leader, you want to teach your son how to put himself in his future wife's shoes. Yeah. Right. Here's where I I do a lot of counseling. A lot of the wives will say, when he comes home, he's tired, and I come home and I'm tired. But I just don't think he understands the help that I need around the house. Like I deal with that one a lot. At least once a week, I do marriage counseling on, he just doesn't help out around the house. Yeah. And then we talk about it. Literally, he's he's just like, but I'm tired. And that's when I have to get a little bit like non-pastoral, and I'm like, I'm sorry you're tired, but get off the couch. Yeah, yeah. Like, help out. And, like, just put yourself in her shoes. Like, think what she's done. Think yeah. what she's – she feels the same things you feel. Uh-huh. She's just as tired as you are. Mm-hmm. But teaching your son how to feel and and how to understand what people – like, put yourself in somebody else's shoes because yeah. that will make them a better servant. Mm, sure. It doesn't make them weaker. So you have to demonstrate that. And it's – It'll help them be a better communicator, too. Absolutely help them be um, a better communicator. So, again, specific words are secondary. So feelings are natural, but they're unnatural in in the sense that we don't know what to do with them, which is why you have to give words that are attached to the feelings so they'll understand. Because there's a lot of guys, I feel like, I've seen a lot of guys that do understand where their wife is at or where their daughter or son or whatever they understand where that person is, but they just don't like verbalize that they actually care about it. Yeah, they're just like ah yes. Okay, let me give you an example of that. In some in some circles, this is this could be called leadership parroting, like the bird. You know, they just repeat what you've said. Um, so let, let me give you an example of that. So for instance, we call Rain and I call it the knee to knee. So when Raina will say something, um, she'll say like, hey, like tonight's going to be really busy. I'm going to be going to come running in late. It's been a long day. Here's what I say. So what I hear you saying is um, you probably already know that you're going to need help with dinner. You're probably already going to need help with yeah. this. And she goes, exactly. Okay. So that's that's what I mean by attaching words to the emotion she just expressed. Yeah. She expressed mm-hmm. busy day, full day. I'm going to be coming in you know, a little bit late. You you repeat back to her. So what I'm hearing you say is, mm-hmm. and then you try your best to attach an emotion. Trust me, the average female they don't need education on that conversation. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the average female will go, okay, yeah, 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 right. You're right. But what I was saying, like they'll add to it and not in an antagonistic way. Yeah. They're, you, they're not going to put you down or shouldn't. 
but they're gonna be like, whoa, like he's he's re- repeating back to me what he heard me say, yeah. and I'm validating now either yes or no, or I'm qualifying. Yeah. yeah. You get to that level, bro, you're dancing. Yeah, that's something I need to work on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how funny. No, but there's there's and, like... And, and actually yeah. doing something about it. Yeah, yeah. Not, for sure. Not, not just having the conversation. Well, it's like, all right, well, I'm going to hit that Xbox Good luck. Exactly. <laughs> I feel yeah. you your pain. Yeah. I'm uh, glad I'm glad we made this recognition. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why we said demonstrations that's right. of empathy. That's right. Demonstrations yes. of. They need to they need for for you to see they need to see you model that to um your wife. They need to see you model that to others. Mm. Yeah. So what I hear you saying is that's just an example. Yeah. Um here's one. Learn how to reflect on the day. We're talking about how to win the hearts and minds of your boys. So one of the ways to get them to talk, express emotions, understand empathy, talk about failures and frustrations, like everything we've just named, the, the why of what I did, is have them reflect on their day. Yeah. The average person, including myself, ask this, how was your day? Mm. Well, if they don't have words to attach to the feelings, or if the feelings were a little overwhelming they're probably not going to know how to answer that. They're probably going to say stuff like, good. Mm. Oh, my gosh, bro. I think that's like every <laughs> single middle school boy at our church right now. <laughs> well, well, not right. all, not is, all yeah, of them. Yeah. There's like, you know, some that are the exact opposite and will go crazy. But there's like so many, so often I'm like, you know, trying to like encourage them and, and stuff. And I'm like, yo, how are you doing? Like, what, what have you been up to? Like, I'm good. But this is the exact reason. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. It's a big, it's a big, big thing right now that just so many boys are just like lacking passion or desire or like they just don't have anything that they're interested in and they're just kind of living life. Yeah. I, I find it interesting how often, like, especially older people, mm-hmm. you know, no, uh, there's a lot of wisdom in, in the knowledge uh, uh, that passed over from the knowledge of older people, but... I find it interesting, this silence is golden mm. bit that was kind of always like, you know, a good child is a quiet child, mm. has always kind of, yeah. you know, been out there. And so we suppress and we tell them to be quiet, uh, you know, because it's just too animated for my nature. Mm. And then we are get, we get upset when they give one word right. answers too. So it's, yeah. you know, it's, you can't, you can't. Speak, you can't be forked tongue. Uh, no, exactly. That. Well, how you do that, like how Raina did it in our family, it was she would ask the girls, what was your high? Like, what was like the best part of your day? And then she would ask, what was your low? Mm-hmm. What was your high and your low? Mm-hmm. Now, again, age appropriate. It, it may have taken them a while, depending upon what they understood. And so what started out when they were really little, um, what started out was five or six words or, you know, maybe like I play with my doll and this or that and it fell in the mud, that kind right. of thing. Now it turned into like forty-five minute conversations. Yeah, like it was the consistency that they could rely. That like, oh, this happened. I can tell my mom about it later. Oh, I can see that. I can yeah, see. Uh, I can see dinner and like Rayleigh's got a full-fledged PowerPoint presentation <laughs> going on. <laughs> Yeah, actually, Ryan's working on getting it out on on Facebook. And actually, Ryan's making like five graphics. If I can tell the truth behind this, Rayleigh Rayleigh was good, but who was uh, the most verbose was Rihanna. Oh yeah, I believe I believe that. Oh my goodness, like she and she still is today, and I love it. But I mean, I mean, I really do. But did it take me a few years? Like, how was your day? 
And it was like, how was your day? It was, no, it was for her. It was like, it was, she gave me like every 30 second, but to her, those every 30 seconds were important. Yeah. But she, she's just so detail oriented. She is. And so that's just learning, like what you were saying, the bend of your kids. Yes. And what's important to them. Some are more emotionally oriented. Some are like, this is how I felt about this. Yes. Everyone else is like. This minute, this happened. This minute, that yes, happened. Yes, yes, so that's, yes, why, yes. that's why Jean is, was the perfect match. Yeah. I mean. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he totally gets that. Absolutely. Well, I mean, even Jacob to Rayleigh. I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly, even Jordan and Raya. I mean, just watching how the Lord has provided, you know, these three boys specifically for their personalities and so forth. So knowing them so well, when they stepped into their life, I'm like, all right, this is going to work really well. <laughs> Any other personality would be like, rah, 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 but no, I mean, but again, what my point in this on, on, on reflecting on the day is that's how you get them to share. That's yeah. how you get them to open up um, to like what Jordan said, the consistency of doing that on a daily basis, they will actually at some point begin to look, because to be honest, sometimes it actually is hard to ask, how was your day? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. hard to answer. Correction. Oh, it is. Yeah, because it's like, all right, where do I even begin? Ex- yes. Dude, people will be like, yo, how's your day been? I genuinely have to like take a minute yes. to like oh, open yeah. the reservoir of what I've been doing today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, yes. Like I have to unlock this like super big combination in my mind yes. to remember to, to answer that question. I'm like, well I don't said. even know well, right and, now. And some people, it's like you ask the question and it's like Jim Carrey when he gets pulled over for the ticket. He, do you know why I stopped you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I know. And it just rolls. I, I lied. I went through a stop sign, you know. Yes, yes. <laughs> and you'll learn. But the point is I would rather have them talk long and it sort of, um, uh, yeah. not irritate me, but I'd rather have them talk long and be like, oh my gosh, than to not talk at all and go, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, how am I going to find out what's so down inside of them? all that. Because that's yes. a demonstration yes. of trust, honestly, to tell you all of that. 100%. You nailed it. You nailed it. Here's another one. Guys, have you ever thought about dads? You ever thought about this? You actually have to give an explanation of friendships. Oh man, this is a big mm. one. I know. I thought about that. I literally almost didn't put that in there, but to give that, it it will be Mm. one of the most dominating conversations you have with your children. What Mm. does that mean? Yeah. Um, Explain to them like how to get friends. Mm. Is that person a friend? What Mm. do they look for in a friend? Oh, like why you have the friends that you have. Yeah. Explanation of friendships. Yeah. Oh, one. And by the way, dads, um, if you explain friendships well, it helps you explain dating well. Yeah. 100%. When you get... To that point where you start talking about dating, um, if you explain friendships, because what happens is if they don't understand friendships, then the first girl that comes around, which the average guy just looks at a girl and goes, oh, she's it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right. Just just how the way she looks. We don't really care about character at that point. We just know she's pretty, you know, that kind of thing. And then later we're like, wait. There's a whole nother side to pretty. I don't know how to manage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my point is if if you explain friendships, because one of the precursors to dating, like for our girls, we taught them that you have to learn how to date in a in sort of community. Like yeah. for one of the purposes of dating biblically is to learn how to have social relationships. Mm-hmm. So we we try to encourage, you know, like don't just get locked into one or don't get locked into two. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like at yes, a young God, age. Yeah, well, like Rayleigh and Jacob, God brought them, but they weren't young. I mean, y'all were what, juniors? Uh, Sophomore juniors? Yeah, juniors. Yeah, juniors in high. So we're t- at this point, I'm talking about like if you're 11, 12, or 13. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the parents are like, 
oh my Lord, what do I do? Little Johnny is already locked into Sally kind of a thing at a young age. Yeah. They haven't properly understood friendships just yet. Yeah. Meaning they all of a sudden sense a friendship connection that they think is a dating relationship. Mm -hmm. Not so. Okay. So what do I mean by that? You have to tell them like what you gain from friends, what you provide to it, friends, what what friends provide to you, laughs, support, advice, and not every advice from your friend is something you should listen to. Mm -hmm. Not every level of support from your friend should you listen to. Also what you're risking with friends. What you're risking with friends, what you're gaining with friends. Yeah, a good friend should do X, Y, and Z. Exactly. Don't be be prepared. Uh, I mean, protect your heart and and yourself at all times, but also be there to to be that person for the other. Yes. And, And one thing we always taught our girls is no friend will ever replace family. Yeah. Yes. Meaning like only your family is truly, truly, truly going to or should, if you're a healthy family, I apologize, if you're should have your back. Mm -hmm. Now, friends are there for a reason to help develop sides of you that you need for social skills, for communication skills, for relational skills. And like I tell my girls, if, if if you will master fifth grade, you can master any job on the planet because you never outgrow fifth grade. Yeah. Right. In the world. Right. We've said that before. So what I mean by that is when, you, when your kids learn how to have friendships, but nonetheless, family is going to be the one that's truly already there. One, their DNA, blood's thicker than water is true, but their D, it's your DNA. They know you the best. They're going to speak the most life into you if they're a healthy family in a healthy situation. But nonetheless, Dad, you have to start explaining the value of friends. And you can do that. You say, well, how do I do that? Explain in the context of like your work relationships now. Go back when you were in fifth grade and remember, you know, the the friends that came in and out of your life and so forth. Yeah. The value added, the risk taken, what they should gain from you, who can be trusted, all of that. There's so often that people are like, oh my gosh, I just lost my friend and my my life is completely ruined. Boom. There you go. But like, I look back at my friends and I'm like, dude, that was a good season with that guy. Like we we had fun. And I told him that he was going to be my best man, but that's definitely not going to happen. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Y'all grew that. Yeah. Like, it's just like, that was just a season of life. Yeah. And you just have to realize that friends are kind of like, sometimes they're just going to be seasons of life. That's a good point. That's Mm. a good... So give explanations of friendships. Here's another one. You have to give what I call descriptions of preparation. So I kind of mentioned this earlier in the ask for help, Um, but help your child learn how to prepare around you. Like if you're getting ready to go on a trip, just say, here's what we normally do for a trip. We're going to pack this. We're going to take this. If you're going to the beach, if you're just taking a a day at the park, say, here's what's normally needed to go to the park. We need to, 30 minutes ahead of time, we've got to do these things. Mm. That way it also begins to teach them, one, what it means to be on time, Yeah. right? Yeah. How to be prepared for the job so they don't just wake up at, you know, if they have to be at work at nine, they don't roll out of bed at eight, you know, 28 and not eat breakfast and then get on the road and show up right at nine. No, teach them like if they've got a job at nine, tell them to be there 10 minutes early. What does it mean to be there? You demonstrate that. Okay. That Uh, way, when your kids get to like 18 or 19 years old, they won't go to work and forget their bag that has a computer in it. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that was Jordan today. That was me this morning. Yes. (laughs) Wow. Yes. So you're listening, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is Jordan's actual dad. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Love you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Hope you're listening. So, note to self: next episode we record, somebody text Jordan and say, "What are we missing?" <laughs> every morning, bro. I think every single morning I wake up and I get ready and I get everything ready, and then there's like one thing on the counter that I forget, and I'm like, "Dang, 
I yes. really did forget that. You know how many times I've seen your water bottle at my house? <laughs> <laughs> Too many times. <laughs> Too many times. I, I get it. The, literally, that, that happened last weekend. Yeah. I left it at your house, and I, I filled it up. It with was water. Full. It was full with ice and water, and I left it there, bro. I was. But like, I don't Dang. pick on that because I leave so much stuff everywhere yeah. that, that I'm kind of okay with you being the same as me. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Oh, let's go. I don't know. I don't, right. right. <laughs> it, it makes it easier when Raina go. When Raina says, "You're always forgetting stuff," I'm like, "Well, so does Jordan. So does John." So That's was, right. Jacob, I don't think forgets a whole lot of that stuff. He, I mean, nah, I'm sure, nah. I keep a lot of the stuff close to me. Well, the only thing I forget is my water. I lose it around the church or something like that. Dude, that is true. <laughs> no, Jacob, what you forget is to eat dinner. I think yes. every single Thursday night, <laughs> I see a full plate of dinner. I'm busy. And, this and is, he's just this too is busy. why Jacob and I are friends because I will never, yeah, ever forget to eat dinner. Yes, <laughs> ever. Yes. Yeah, I get it. I'm here for you, brother. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. Thanks. So those two are bonded now. We so right. now now we just need to we need to start like you guys are all parents. Don't pass that on to your kids, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they probably will. They they have your DNA. <laughs> Here's number nine. We're almost done. Thank you for listening. Here's number nine. Like, I'm telling you how to win the hearts and minds of your of your sons. Number nine is is have a culture of apologies. Mm. Like dad, one of the most powerful, th- like probably the the second most powerful thing you say be- behind um, "I love you" is um, "Will you forgive me?" Mm. Wow! And this is different than admissions of failure, which you mentioned earlier. Exactly. Very specifically different. Yeah. yeah admissions of failure is doggone it. I put the bed wrong. I put right. the put the bed together wrong. Or doggone it. I you know yeah. yeah. No, this is like I'm sorry. You know, I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's apologizing for when you've yeah. done not put something together wrong, but when you've when you've made a failure towards them and that yeah. admit like I, I've never been a parent of of a child like you before. Like you're the first one and I'm loving every minute of it, but you're different than your sister, you're mm-hmm. different than your brother because God made you different. So I'm I'm learning as you're learning. And yeah. in this area, I could have done things better, so I apologize. Yeah. Like wow. let them know when you messed up. You yeah. might be like, Man, why is my kid so prideful? Yeah, yeah. What do they hear in me? Yeah, look, yeah. look at, look in the mirror. No, I get it. Here's the last. I'm gonna sum it up with this. These things should be said every day. Here's number ten. These things should be said every day. You matter to me. God gave me you. I am proud of you. You are important. This is all one. You are important, and you have a special design. Wow. Every day, I'm just telling. I'm going to tell you right now, if you say these things to your son every day, you will absolutely win his heart and his mind. Yes. Yeah. He will fight any battle behind you and beside you. He will love you through your mistakes. He'll love you through your lack of preparation. He will love you as you try to explain friendships and say you can't go have a sleepover at, at, at Bobby's house because this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. He's going to trust you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In all of these things, all the previous nine things we've just said— these four statements support every one of them. Yeah. You matter. God gave me you. I'm proud of you. You're important, and you have a special design. Say it, say it, say it every day. Mm-hmm. And we're going to win back our boys. So mm-hmm. in the next uh, upcoming episode soon, we're going to do with daughters. Um, but I think we're going to hear from the Waterstone Academy dads um, uh, right after that or before I jump into that, rather. But I hope this has been helpful. So many of you have personally told me. And I know Rodney hears it in the men's Bible study, which is yeah. every other Monday. Now, um, Rodney, that's still going on at Cafe Perks, yep. and you have a great group of men that are coming out at 530 praying for you guys. So thankful for that. But yeah, hey, listen, guys, you can win back your sons, and you're like, well, my son is 12 years old. Doesn't yeah, matter. Not too late. Not yep. too late. Yeah. You can, 
Even at 16. Absolutely. Yes. Even, yeah, they absolutely. will notice the change. They will. And through the years, I've seen sons reconciled to their fathers that were in their 20s and 30s. Yeah. So you will absolutely see that. So we're praying for you. Be blessed. Rodney, did you have something else to say? You're leaning over. Okay. Oh, I got something. You got something? Jacob. Yep. You matter to me. Oh. Rodney. You. Oh, no. God gave me you. <laughs> Pastor Ron. Oh, no. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. And I just want to say that I'm important. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a special oh. design. Oh, oh no. Right, just looked at me through the window. Oh, no. I gotta stop, bro. You, you do have a special design. That's all I, I, oh, my I agree. Gosh. Very oh, special. No. Jacob, we need your help to get out of here. All right. Well, thank you guys for coming. <laughs> Mute my mic, please. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>